0: Welcome to the Management Insights Podcast Series, hosted by McGraw Hill. My name is Debbie Clare, Executive Marketing Manager for our management portfolio. Today's topic just in time scheduling. Our guest, Vanessa Hill. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, I'm a professor at the University of Louisiana at Lafayette where I teach courses in business and society, human resource management, and leadership. Well, I'm excited
0: about this topic. So what do you mean by just-in-time scheduling?
1: So just-in-time scheduling are those jobs where the employee is on call. So the employee may not know when they're going to work, if they're going to work the entire shift, and how long they'll stay at work once they get there. And they may not even know if work will be available for them that day. Why is
0: just-in-time scheduling
1: a problem now? So imagine trying to plan your life if you don't know when you're going into work. Imagine what the implications are for daycare. You don't have just-in-time daycare or elder care. Also, a lot of times, these jobs are part-time. So many instances, people have multiple jobs. There's no employer that I can think of that wants you to say, well, maybe I can come in at four, maybe I can come in at three, not exactly sure I need to get back to you. Most employers like to know when you're going to come and that they can rely on you. So this one job that may be just-in-time scheduling is going to have a negative impact on other part-time jobs that the individual may have in order to have a full-time work schedule.
0: Aren't these types of jobs, though, just for students, maybe in the summer or seasonal or maybe semi-retired folks?
1: Unfortunately, that's not the case. Really? Really? Yeah, there's many people that work multiple part-time jobs to support their families, and they are breadwinners for their families. So just to give you an idea of impact, we estimate that about 17% of the United States workforce has unpredictable work schedules. For the just-in-time work schedules that I'm talking about, specifically the on-call workers, the estimate is about 1.7%, which doesn't seem much, but that goes or is estimated to be about 2.7 million workers. 2.7? 2.7, about 2.7 million workers, yes. So this issue impacts a lot of people and their families, Why
0: should businesses consider the impact of just-in-time scheduling on more than just the bottom line?
1: So employers need to have employees that are attentive, that are committed to what they're doing, and are conscientious. And even though we like to say that you should check your personal life at the door, we know that people don't do that. So the worker's going to be distracted if they're worrying about um, inconsistent schedules, how are they going to cover child care, how are they going to take care of the other responsibilities and commitments they have beyond work. So just for worker productivity and for uh, having the most uh, productive workforce you can and ones that are committed to the company, you may want to reconsider that position. Also, too, it's inevitable that cities are going to begin to pay attention to this. In fact, we have seen several major cities begin to pass ordinances requiring that employers provide stable schedules. And these are cities such as San Francisco, New York City, Seattle, and the entire state of Oregon. Um, These cities and this state sees it as a public Health issue as we've seen an increase in stress and strain on family relationships. So, this is going to become a public policy issue, and businesses may be able to avoid dealing with this now, but in the future, they may have to deal with this even though they don't want to. How can businesses balance the flexibility with employee welfare? I wish I knew the answer to that question. I would be a very wealthy consultant if (laughs) I knew the answer to that question. This is an emerging issue, and we're writing the rules as we go along, so we don't really know at this point what the answer is. But I would encourage organizations to be proactive and not wait until this is legislated. I think they should get employees involved in this. Because employees want to comply. They want to work. They want to do a good job. So it is in the employee's interest as well to figure out a solution to this problem. So it's going to take some imagination and some conversation and some active listening to come up with reasonable solutions to this issue. What type
0: of um, examples do you share with your students in regards to this topic?
1: So just to have the students get an idea of what kind of jobs we're talking about, I often have them imagine their retail jobs, many of them are employed in these types of jobs. So it's not hard for them to imagine what an on-call schedule looks like. But then what I ask them to do is to imagine how this impacts people's ability to be there for their families. So you have a birthday for an elderly person in your family, maybe your grandmother, you've been planning this for months, and you're told 15 minutes before you're getting ready to go to this person's party that you have to go to work. Or think about what this does to your ability to be there for your children and the major events that they hold to be important. Or think about how this kind of scheduling would impact people's ability to do better for themselves. How are you going to go to school? How are you going to seek advanced training when you don't know ahead of time when you're going to be called into work and for how long and how much you'll get paid? So this impacts just about every aspect of people's lives. And so I would say this is an important issue, um, one that we should pay attention to and employ all the resources we have at our disposal to come up with a creative solution to this. Do you have any suggestions or closing comments for your peers? Uh, For my peers, a closing comment would be that Perhaps we need to see this more as uh, strictly a human resource problem, and remember it's a human problem, and that while it is important for us to do what we can to maintain the organization's flexibility and the ability to meet different levels of demand, we need to understand that in the long run, um, what is sustainable, Um, what will result in us having a workforce that is committed and pays attention to what they're doing and is willing to do what's necessary to advance the organization's goals. And in doing so, paying a bit more attention to how we can come up with creative ways for people to cover work In a way that um, recognizes the humanity of people no matter what type of job they do. We do this successfully for professionals and for upper level executives. We should do this as well for people that hold positions that are more um, in terms of the day-to-day line operations.
0: Well, Vanessa, thank you for sharing your perspective, experience, and advice. To our listeners, check back, for future topics and spread the word to your colleagues about our podcast series. Why? Because learning changes everything.